Hello, friends. This is your host, Joe Fuensalida, and you're listening to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast. Well for Goodness Sake is about being real and keeping it real through real life talks and throughout all walks of life. This means no matter where you are in your life, this is a safe space for you. This is a space for you to come, relax, listen, and hopefully find encouragement for your heart and soul as well as that desired and relatable connection with other people who just might be in the same boat that you're in right now. I am here to laugh with you, to love on you, and encourage your heart with all of mine as much as God gives me the words to do that. We are simply seeking God's heart by getting in his presence and pursuing what I like to call the 4-8 life. We begin by choosing Jesus Christ first and daily and applying practical truths found in scripture in order to find that perfect peace, identity, and purpose. Life is full of chaos, and through all of the ups and downs we experience in life, relationships, and circumstances that are often completely outside of our control, we need God's mercy and grace. We need to be able to laugh and cry, rest and push forward, and find that peace by embracing God's infinite purpose for us and focusing on what is true what is real and worthy of our time, his love for us. Listeners and friends, you are not alone. God loves you. Welcome to this safe space, this encouragement space. I'm so glad that you're here with me. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast on walking and living the 4-8 life. (laughs) I am very grateful to be back here today for another episode, especially with Hurricane Idelia coming to hit Florida. We don't know for sure, right? The thing about these hurricanes is they shift and change. But as I was taking my daughter to her appointment this morning, I just thought to myself, this changes everything. (laughs) But also, what a perfect time to be talking about peace. Today's episode was supposed to be on the pursuit of peace. It's day two of the pursuit of peace. Last episode, we talked about first and daily and the importance of that and how it affects us in a positive way, softening the heart. And today I was supposed to be discussing worship to God. You know, with the hurricane coming, God just spoke to my heart. I had this whole plan of talking to people along the way at appointments that I had all this week, asking them, what is peace to you? And getting permission to record some audio (laughs) to have something else to share with you on the episode today. And God just changed all of it. Awanas or the Awana Club started at our church. And we had signed up, my five-year-old, and I signed up to serve. This is my second time signing up to serve. (laughs) And it's ironic, a couple years ago when she was just two, um, so three years ago, um, she was two years old, and I had just signed up for the first Awanas for her and signed up to serve, and we found out that 
Not only was I pregnant with our second child, but we all had come down with that really horrible thread of COVID. <laughs> and I, I want to say I was ill for three or four months. It was so bad. I thought that, you know, my life was permanently altered. <laughs> so boy, did I need peace then. And it's just, it's kind of ironic because here we are full circle. Several years later, I've signed up again. I kid you not, the same exact week, two nights before we were supposed to serve on a Wednesday night at the first Awana Club, which was last Wednesday, <laughs> we have been sick for the last two weeks. We're on the, we're on the upside now. We're well, not a hundred percent. You can probably hear that I have some congestion. I'm so sorry if you have to listen to that. My voice is a little bit scratchy, but <laughs> it's just, it's ironic to me that the second time I signed up to serve, it felt like this attack of sickness. And I was so embarrassed to have to contact the children's pastor at our church who I have not served with yet. I've met him, I've talked to him and his wife and have to say, I'm bailing on the first night because I'm sick. Anyways, long story short, here we are full circle, three years later, volunteering again to the Awana Club so my child can go. She did get to go last year. Um, things were a little bit different. And now that we're moving up to a different classroom, I'm serving so that she's able to attend again. And boy, that sickness hit me. And I just thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening again. Um, and just having to let them know, let the team know. And so feeling like I'm recovering, but not 100%, you know, had almost forgotten that there was a podcast this week. <laughs> and, you know, here we are Tuesday. It's very early, but I'm getting it out there because I figure a few minutes of something positive for the love of God, for encouragement for your heart if I'm able to do that for you in spite of my sick scratchy voice <laughs> if I can in any way send out some love to you it's worth it for the name of God right it's worth it as I thought about the hurricane and the timing of Awana starting again and us our whole family getting sick again it just hit me that boy do we need God's grace and boy do we go through attacks that are real it doesn't mean that if you live by yourself, you'll never go on an attack. If you choose Jesus, you'll go without an attack. There's always going to be some kind of an attack. But I tell you what, when you choose a life of service and when you choose to believe in the truth of who God is and you choose service, the enemy is always going to be right there trying to make sure <laughs> that you can't get to that Awanas program and that you can't finish that thing that you committed to. And I am, as you know, one of those OCD people that I do not want to bail on something that I have promised that I will do, organized and reorganized a thousand times in my mind for what I needed to do and what needed to happen. And I am happy to learn to sit back, take a step back, take a breath, calm myself down, stop thinking of things over and over, stop panicking, stop living in stress, stop living in a lack of peace, which is the whole entire reason that I started searching for peace, looking in pursuit of peace in my home. And we talked a little bit about that last week in the episode on first and daily. So my one of my biggest struggles is just <sighs> relaxing, <laughs> letting it go, not thinking on it over and over and over again. I'm also one of those people that will lay in bed at night and I can't turn my mind off unless I put into place what some of these steps are that I'm talking about for pursuing peace. I have to pray, not just first and daily, at night. If I cannot sleep, I have to turn my, redirect my focus, redirect my attention to a God that is love, to a God that is peace, 
to a God that is all, A-L-L, like we talked about last week, for every single thing that we need. So in our sickness, when we're trying to serve Awanas again and we're sick again, God is peace. When we have a hurricane coming and we live in a mobile home and we've only just started repairing the porch outside, the deck as we call it, boy do we need a God of peace. We were actually here for the last hurricane. I can't remember which one it was. Andrew? I think they go by the alphabet, right? Don't laugh at me. I've been in Florida my whole life and I can't remember the name of the last hurricane. But we were here living in the trailer. It was a little intimidating. It definitely was intimidating when those high gusts of wind hit at so many miles per hour. You can hear the glass rattling. (laughs) And there was a few times that we thought, hmm, maybe we should have gone down to mom and dad's house. La la la. And so we took that moment, you know, to obviously pray. We didn't feel like we were taking a risk per se. I would just say it was a little bit intimidating and when those high gusts hit and it was a reason to pray and get in the presence of God and just seek him, redirect our focus, redirect our energy while being safe, not being foolish, you know, having the right equipment ready, being prepared, not taking chances. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we were foolish. We used the resources that God has given us to to secure outside, to secure inside, to take care of the family and all of those things. Mentally, once we were just sitting here listening to the sounds, instead of wallowing and letting those fears start to stir up within us and maybe cause our children to be afraid, we decided to give it back to God, redirect our focus and worship, which is what I wanted to talk about today anyway. So God had a better plan than me recording what other people had to say about what is peace? What does peace mean to you? And even though I would still love to chat with a bunch of people randomly through Awanas, on the street, near work, near appointments, as I'm out and about, I would love to just collect some clips of what is peace. God knew that today needed to be just about what happened (laughs) in our family with sickness right after signing up to serve. So you know that there are verses in scripture where God lets you know very clearly, yes, there is going to be persecution. And I've told you before, I wrote a song called The Fire because when we choose Jesus Christ, we better be prepared to put on the armor of God. Get our own armor and get it on. I wrote a poem called I Choose Jesus Christ right after the series of strokes that I had. I was just recommitting myself to the Lord in my heart and soul. It was just kind of a reiteration of I chose you once so long ago. Here's kind of some of the things that I've been through. I still choose you. I choose Jesus Christ. I can be strong by myself, but you also chose me, God. And so I still choose you. I know that I'm going to pass through some things. I can guarantee that I'm going to pass through some fire. I can guarantee that relentless I stand and I can fight really hard, but still I'm powerless and small without you. But I can still fight, but I still choose you. I know I'm going to go through battles, but I still choose you. And that's what that entire poem is about. It's really just saying, God, I acknowledge that you chose me. I know that you chose me. Imperfect human, imperfect person that I am. You chose me. I chose you when I was seven. And I still choose you today. I choose you again and again and again and again. And that's what that poem is really about. I choose Jesus Christ. And it's just full of my acknowledgement of who God is and who he is for me. I'm going to read that to you. I didn't plan this. (laughs) This is unscripted today. I may ramble. I'll try not to. The poem goes like this. I choose Jesus Christ. And I know I had a couple people asking about this poem. So 
I may let you know on one of the social media platforms that I am talking about this today <laughs> or reading the whole thing because I've shared two of the chapters, or excuse me, two of the verses, but I'm going to go ahead and just share this whole thing really quick. I choose Jesus Christ. I chose him once so long ago. I remember, I know I was only seven, but life is short, the trail undone, some joys been burden ridden. I need him now, just as I did then. Weary I fall, but from grace, not forbidden. I choose Jesus Christ. I do it all. My strength is rare, but eventually I fall. All the work towards the endeavor, my successes now seem small. All over again, so hard I'd work. More freely love, putting first him, my all. I choose Jesus Christ. Loss of them, gone away, disquieted within. In fear of losing some, I chose myself again. Saddened, empty, darkness crowds. Thankless in anger, I'm responsible, yet blame. Relentless I stand, yet powerless and small. Truly alone now, I cannot remain the same. I choose Jesus Christ. Strong, brave human, am I actually alone? Oh, if only you could see all the battles I have fought. I'd rather choose to live for him than pass on to find him not than to live all my days without him, to find him real, but never sought. I choose Jesus Christ. You chose me once, so long ago, just years before my seven. Now finally at the end of self, life's trail, all burdens in you hidden. Full peace, never alone, joy surpassing pain and loss. By faith and truth, I'll finally see you and all who've passed in heaven. I choose Jesus Christ. This poem was written from my heart to the Lord. It was actually December of 2019, following prayerful reading of the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. It's just a reiteration of choosing him, which is again, peace, choosing Jesus Christ, redirecting attention and energy and focus on a loving Savior, a loving Father God who is there for us, who loves us who is peace, who is love, who is infinite, who is forever, who does not waver. So our whole entire truth that we walk on in the 4-8 life is believing what's true and real, looking for and pursuing peace. We're on a path of finding the secret to a soft heart. We're on a path of getting rid of the anger in our family, and our home, finding a soft heart. And the first ways of doing that are spending our time in the presence of God and choosing him over and over and over again. God only had to choose us one time. Jesus had to choose us one time. One moment made all the difference of providing a path for us to come directly to him, talk to him anytime we want to, of any moment of the day. And yet, we must renew again and again and again and again. Because unlike him, we are not forever. We are forgetful. <laughs> and we are human. And we do not have the infinite love that God has, the infinity times affinity. So we have to circle back. So all of us that are going, that are in Florida, whether you live in a trailer or not, it can be scary depending on your location in Florida. We need God's peace, don't we? We need to get in his presence and choose him throughout the hurricane, before the hurricane, during the hurricane, especially asking for peace. And then at the end of the hurricane, as we're out there cleaning up the yard and trying not to, you know, have a bad attitude about some of the things that might get destroyed and trying to just fix things back 
<laughs> to somewhat normal. So worship to God. Let's get into today's topic in a whole new way that I didn't expect. Worshiping God. Our reference for seeking God first was Matthew 6.33 from last week. Seeking God first. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And our chapter for both first and daily, pursuing peace, for finding that softness of heart is from Psalms chapters 95 through 97. Now, focusing today on chapter 95, there are two kinds of worship that I would like to go into. I've actually spoken on this before. There's a little piece of this on <laughs> my YouTube channel. I did a small, not high quality video talking about the peace of God. And I talked a little bit about this breakdown. But there's two types of worship that Psalms 95 focuses on that turn our heart to a Holy Father. Psalms 95, verse 1 through 2. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. So the very first type of worship here is a shout it and sing it loudly from the mountaintops. Now, some of you may sing it in the shower or <laughs> sing it on the lawnmower <laughs> or scream it loudly in the backyard. And then maybe when you're in church, you don't sing as loudly. Maybe you're intimidated or maybe you don't care. Maybe you're fine. You're comfortable and you just shout it all the time. There are some types of sing and shout in different types of churches and singing it loudly from the mountaintops is the very first one. So this is where I made a mistake on the YouTube channel, so I'm correcting it now. These are all from the original Hebrew translation. The word for sing is a Hebrew word. It's called ranan. What this word means is to overcome, to shout out, crying out with joy, rejoicing triumphantly. And then joyful noise means to split the ears with sound. Do you know how loud it would have to be talking decibels to split the human eardrum? Think about that. Split the ears with sound. So the actual definition for this joyful noise is something that is just, there is a fearlessness about it. There is a fearlessness, a wonder, an awe of God, a joy and a triumph and a fearlessness in order to rejoice in that magnitude that you are not paying attention to anything else except for the amazingness of God. Immaculate grace and amazingness of God. You are caught up in the splendor of God. You're caught up in him so fully that you are fearless in your worship, fearless in your praise and laudation. The things that come out of you, the things that come out of your mouth, come from a place of a heart that is fearless and fully focused, enamored with a holy God. The next part of this verse is Thanksgiving. A lot of us have ideas of what Thanksgiving is, and we celebrate Thanksgiving, and we have a turkey, and gobble, gobble. Thanksgiving is another Hebrew word. It's found 32 times in the New Testament. And it's a sacrifice of praise, adoration. You're confessing or making an offering. It's to extend your hand by implication. An extension of your hand, like you're raising your hands out, holding your hands out. That's why probably a lot of people hold their hands or lift their hands. And I'm one of those people that kind of dance back and forth. I feel the music and I'm, I'm praising God and worshiping God. And I feel free to do that. It's an offering up of thanksgiving, an extension of the hand. I like to think of it as an extension of the heart, giving out worship, this shouting out. There is an exuberance and an excitement. So again, we're not all outgoing. <laughs> 
I definitely was more of an awkward and shy young person. There was not, you wouldn't have really seen me shouting. I think I used this analogy before or this example before. You wouldn't have heard me yelling unless it was at one of the barnyard animals that, you know, weren't listening or stepping in the milk or pooping in the milk. Excuse me for lack of a better story. But you wouldn't have heard me yelling at much of anything or anyone because I was just very shy and awkward going all through adolescence. It doesn't matter. We're not all outgoing, but we can still turn our hearts to God. I have definitely tried to teach my children, and I want to continue teaching them, is that they are capable of turning their hearts to God themselves. I remember my daughter asking me one time when she was just talking about, what can I do if the baby is sleeping next to me, but I want to pray and I can't pray? And so that's where we had this discussion about how you can pray in your heart and in your mind. God can hear those prayers too. And it was a powerful conversation because she understood what I was talking about. And she was like, mommy, like I'm thinking. I'm like, yes, you can pray in your thoughts. And that's really what God wants. He wants you to meditate in the moments. If you can't speak out loud, you can't shout or talk out loud or speak to him. He wants you to be thinking about holy things. And that's what the 4-8 is. It's thinking and talking about the things that are true and the things that are real. <laughs> so there's just all kinds of life applications. Look at your life. Look at moments of when you can apply prayer and worship. If you can't sing it loudly, maybe God wants you to practice it. If you can't, maybe he wants you to think in your mind of ways that you can worship in your heart. And you can feel exuberant excitement. You can feel an incredible joy and even get goosebumps with the things that are in your heart and mind without even making a sound. But this particular type of shouting it from the mountaintops, shouting it loudly is the first type of worship. And then our second type of worship, which I also love, and I think that, you know, I don't necessarily love it when they do this in church if they do it too often where they're like, let's all bow down on their knees because I have chronic back pain. <laughs> but the second type from Psalm 95, verse 6, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And so this Hebrew word is shakal or worship. And I love this one because this is a reverenced, a type of beseeching God or beseech on someone's behalf. This is a, this is like to bow down yourself to something superior. And in our case, as Christians, we are about, we are paying homage to an almighty and powerful God. So this is a full surrender. It is a humble bowing down. And while it's referencing physical bowing down, and a lot of times in the church you'll bow down, and that's encouraged, and that's good to take a moment to get out of your seat, to go lie down, to go, excuse me, to go kneel down, bow your head, get before the Lord our maker. It's also referencing the heart. So it's talking about both the physical and the spiritual of what is happening, but it's, it's really talking about your heart. You can go get on your knee and not have your heart turned towards God in any close direction. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. The Hebrew word for bow down is kara, and it means to bend, bow down, sink down to one's knees. The Hebrew word for bow down is ra. It's found 36 times in the New Testament, and it means to bend, bow, or sink down to one's knees, to kneel down on one's knees, bowing down, just like baptism, symbolizing the picture of salvation and the washing away of that old man. Kneeling is an act that symbolizes worship completely to an almighty father. 
you know, it's so easy to get distracted with hurricanes, with sickness when you're trying to serve at Awana's, with almost anything else. The dishes aren't done. You have errands to run. If you've already gotten down on your knees before Father God, it is difficult to get distracted by those things. If you physically get down on your knees, once you've gotten down there, you're kind of already committed. You're already committed. Kneel down. Kneel down in reverence. The word kneel is it's like a salute. You're reverently and honorably saluting the Lord Jesus Christ when you fall to your knees and surrender to him. Is there anything better than that? A cause to kneel. Who's the cause? God. You know what my favorite part of the definition for kneel from that Hebrew translation is? And I shared this in a, in a previous video on, the, on the, one of the social platforms, but you're actually blessing yourself. It's as a benefit. When you turn your heart to God, it is as if you are to be blessed and benefit from it yourself in your surrender to God. It's the greatest place to receive blessing, kneeling at the feet of Jesus. What a beautiful picture of worship that is. The state of your heart, the condition of your heart in a moment after that kind of worship. I know that with children, with life, we can't always get that kind of worship. I will say to my children sometimes, mommy needs Jesus time. I need to spend time with Jesus. Or the day is not going to go the way that I think it should. <laughs> so I totally get it. I have to let my children know I need this time with God. I need, I'll let mommy spend a little bit of time with Jesus so I can be a better mom. Let me have a little bit of time with God, with Jesus. Let me feed my soul and then give me 10 minutes and then we can go play. <laughs> give me 10 minutes and then we can go set up school. Give me 10 minutes and then we can go do that thing you're asking. Let me spend time with Jesus. I'll be a better mom. Not selfish, necessary, vital. Turning my attention to God first and daily having a moment to worship, to soften my heart, to bow down, to surrender my will, to, to surrender my plan for this podcast, what I was going to do with this episode, not recording it on the weekend because I don't know if I'll have electricity and saying, oh, he's giving me a moment now. The baby's asleep. I can get on and talk about Jesus right now. I can record right now on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's not due till Friday. I can record on a Tuesday. I can switch things up a little bit and still bring honor to God. So can you imagine the state of your heart with that kind of worship and that kind of surrender? Can you imagine how things will change and what will be different for you if you turn your attention to the Lord first? If you choose to redirect your focus first and daily, if you choose to worship, choose to praise through this hurricane, let's praise God together. What are you feeding your soul today? What are you feeding your mind today? What's most important to you? going into Hurricane Adelia, us Florida people, <laughs> if you don't live in Florida, same thing for you. What are you feeding your soul today? What would be different if you worshiped God, if you bowed down and surrendered, if you shouted joyfully to God? One of my greatest songs or lyrics, one of the greatest set of lyrics that I ever wrote was just standing in the kitchen, washing the dishes, and I just started singing loudly and my daughter was like, mommy, what are you doing? And I was, I continued to just sing loudly at the top of my lungs. And then I was like, oh, that's good. I was like, oh my goodness. So I went and sat down and God wrote the entire song in less than 30 minutes. All of the verses, the chorus, and I think the bridge. <laughs> and it was just a matter of turning my attention to him, doing something that I hate. I hate doing dishes. And I'm not saying that my life is perfect and that I always turn my heart to God and we have this magical life. No, 
I'm just saying in this one moment, I chose him. I was singing. I hate doing the dishes. I don't like doing laundry. I would rather set the laundry on fire and have a camp camp out and do some marshmallows over the laundry instead of folding them. <laughs> and, I would, and as many times as my toddler toddlers over the years have pulled out the laundry that I have folded, God knows that's something that I don't love. I will do it. I'm OCD. I get it in the drawer and then the babies take it all out multiple times sometimes. So that's not something that I absolutely love. But what are you feeding your soul? How can you turn your heart to God today going into a hurricane if you live in Florida, going into the storms of life and relationships of a job that is stressful, of a relationship that is broken? What can you do to start experiencing peace within yourself first? What can you do to connect to the Lord? and start finding peace within your own heart first and start creating a solution in your life by choosing Jesus Christ first and daily, by choosing to worship and allow him to redirect your heart and redirect your mindset through those two types of worship, shouting it loudly and bowing down in full surrender in that beautiful type of worship that is incredible, that is life-changing. So what is true today for you? Some of us, as we've said too many times probably, and I'll have to edit it out, we're going into a hurricane. We have a lot to do. Some of us are going into jobs that are hard, right? That's true. What's also true? God's grace is real. God's peace is real. We can find his peace. We can find that perfect peace. We can find that perfect peace by allowing God to redirect our mindset, by choosing him, choosing to worship, choosing a God that is all for everything that we need. So as we go into this rest of our week and as we go into the weekend, not knowing some of us what we're going to face, not knowing what the breakdown is going to be, not knowing what things are going to look like 100% over the next few days for job, for life, hurricane, <laughs> homeschooling, or sending your kids to school, uh, buying clothes that fit your children, knowing what to buy for food items right now, so many things. Politics screaming at us, social platforms screaming at us, news channels screaming at us. How, what's true? How do we turn our attention to God? So I encourage you to think about those things. Turn your heart, hearts to him. Choose him today. You won't regret, I promise you, turning your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and spending time worshiping him today. Listen, be safe out there. If you are one of the Florida people, if you're one of my Florida friends, be safe. Take all the precautionary measures. Be safe with your families. I pray that God will bless you and keep you safe, give you peace, allow you to feel his presence with you. Remember to think about what is true and real of our Holy Father God, and that is that he is a God of power. He is a God of all for everything that we need. Seek him first, worship him, and see what he is capable of doing through you in your life today. In closing, there's a verse from Psalm. This is off topic again because this whole episode <laughs> was put together by the Lord and not myself and unscripted. There's a verse from Psalms 143, verse 1 that says, Oh Lord, give ear to my pleas for mercy and your faithfulness answer me in your righteousness. And there's this little devotional book that I like to read once in a while for Hope for Today. It's called Hope for Today and it literally has a day for every single day of the year and the month. It's printed by Broad Street Publishing Group in Minnesota. And there's this one little section here that says, even the unspoken cries of your heart are noted. Do not despair in the midst of the unknown. 
Lean into your good God who is closer than the skin on your bones. And that is just so incredible when you're thinking about the merciful God, when you're thinking about the peace of God, choosing peace for yourself. And I just want to encourage all of you, encourage your heart that God is merciful. God is a God that you can lean on. He is a good God and he's definitely closer than you know. He's closer than the skin on your bones, just like this says. So I wanted to just share that with you and encourage you to think about what is true and real. Think about his closeness and his nearness to you and his ability to hear you through the storms of life and connect with you in a way that only he has the power to do. He has the power through this storm. He is the peace through the most powerful storms. Turn to him. He is close, closer than a brother. He is close, closer than you think. Seek him. Get your peace. I hope that you're all safe. I'll be praying for you during this hurricane here in uh, Florida. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh unto you. I love you guys and I look forward to talking to you very soon. Well, friends, listeners, this brings us to the end of our episode today here on the Well for Goodness Sake podcast. I hope you felt welcomed and encouraged here today and realizing you are not alone. You are loved and you can do all things through Christ and everything else above and beyond that if you let go of self, allow God, and begin each day first and daily walking in the 4-8 life. That means every day, as soon as possible, or before everything else, thinking and dwelling on positive truths that are real, and then circling back to those truths over and over again until a new mindset habit forms on the things that are valuable and worthy of the time God has given you. Remember, I want to stay connected with you and hopefully you want that too. And you can do that by subscribing here to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast on whatever platform you are listening to today. You can follow my Instagram handle at wellforgoodnesssake underscore WFGS. That is wellforgoodnesssake underscore WFGS. You can also subscribe to the Well for Goodness Sake YouTube channel which makes easy listening for those that don't have a podcast platform. There's more content there on seeking God first and daily, some real life humor as I just have to laugh through the ups and downs of parenting and trying my best to walk this 4-8 life. Please feel free to provide feedback or leave a review. In fact, I encourage that if anything I talked about today resonated with you or was encouraging to you, I'd love to hear from you. Of course, I'm hoping for positive feedback, but I do want to hear from you so that I can connect with you Continue to provide encouragement for your heart by holding your hand and walking alongside you while we seek God first and daily. Listeners, friends, we are not alone. God is real and God loves you. Well, for goodness sake, let's go do a 4-8. Until next time, I love you and it's all because of him.